Hi, and welcome to episode 101 of the Studio Insider Art Podcast. I've just returned from holidays with my family, and I'm feeling fresh and ready to dive into season nine of the podcast. Actually, can't believe I just said season nine, how time flies. In today's episode, I have a lovely interview with fellow Aussie artist Lizzie Allsop. Lizzie is a full-time contemporary artist who works from her home studio in the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria. She's been a creative all her life and launched into her full-time art career after a move to the coast 14 years ago. Her artwork is a joyful and colourful mix of abstract and realism. Lizzie loves to create and express the wonder of her natural environment with layers of abstracted geometric shapes and botanicals, which are mainly Australian natives. Much of her inspiration comes from spending time walking the coastal tracks and ocean swimming close to her home. Lizzie and I had a great chat about what it's like to be an artist located in the country and coming from a country background. We talk through her process of finding her second career as a professional artist and navigating the way to a successful career without a degree in art. With lots of practical insights to how Lizzie has approached collaborations, created prints, tea towels and also exhibited in a number of solo and group shows, this interview contains a wealth of information for emerging artists. I really hope you enjoy this beautiful conversation with Lizzie Allsop. I'm Suze Nethercote and this is the Studio Insider Art Podcast, where I open up about what it's really like to be a professional artist. Whether I'm having chats with my studio bestie Steph, interviewing inspiring creatives or answering listener questions, there's something here for every established and emerging artist. My mission is that my journey will help you feel a bit more at home in your own. Hi, Lizzie. Hi, Suze. Nice to meet you. I know. We're finally actually speaking. We've had lots of messages and emails and phone conversations, but we've never actually seen, had a conversation with each other, which we're having on Zoom video right now. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Very well. Well, I feel like I know you because you've been playing in my studio. So you've been my little studio buddy for quite a lot of years now. Yeah. I love that. I love that every time someone says that, it's so special. Hey, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. I've been looking at your beautiful work over on Instagram for quite a while and I absolutely love your work. It's so beautiful and your colour palette is heaven. So just straight off the bat, go and check out Lizzie's Instagram. You are at Lizzie Allsop, is that right? Lizzie Allsop Uh, Art? Lizzie Allsop and then what's the little slash that goes down the bottom? Underscore. (laughs) Underscore art. Yes. I'm so old-fashioned. I don't know any of these, you know. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. We're all in the same boat. I feel like I'm constantly in the process of trying to catch up with all the little tech things. But, hey, do you think you could start out by describing for us your art and the kind of work you make and how living on the coast, because you're on the Mornington Peninsula, informs the making of your art because I think there's a big connection there. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely living living by the coast, yeah, definitely um, helps inspire my work. Um, yeah, so I'll go for little walks and I'll gather little pieces of, you know, take lots of photos and lots of little pickings and I'll take them back and I like to actually sort of sketch them out and then, um, you know, use my sketchbook and live plants as my inspiration to do a painting. So, yeah, so it's definitely my um, environment definitely has an impact on my artwork. So, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I love seeing the drawings actually that you make on Insta and your sketchbook moments in your kitchen with a nice quiet cup of coffee and they're just so beautiful and you're quite a talented draftswoman actually. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah. that's that's very, very kind of you. Yeah, no, I really just, yeah, I think that that, if I do my little sketch in the morning quite often, I have a really productive day in the studio. It sort of gets things going. Yeah, so, but I like to sort of uh, make up, mix up my sort of own colours and that also is influenced by my surroundings. So they're mm-hmm. always very earthy, my colours. and They're beautiful. Yeah. Using. Very Australian, actually. 
Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, I used Matisse like you. You had someone on the podcast. I did. I had um, Stephen, the CEO of Darabin. I love, And so you love their Australian colours range as well, I obviously. Do. I I've do. identified a couple of them in your paintings. <laughs> I do mix them up a little bit though. So, and um, I actually have to write them down because otherwise I forget how I've made them up. But yeah. I think, yeah, I have a few faves. <laughs> oh, beautiful. And just so as our listeners can get a feel for your paintings, how would you describe them? I, I suppose you would call them abstract sort of geometric backgrounds and like lots of layers and I sort of etch into them and etch back like colours that were underneath and then I will sort of use a bit of realism like with my botanicals on the top so I suppose you could almost describe them as joyful surrealism yes <laughs> so, sort of real and then not real but it's elements of real well it's a yeah, combination so isn't it of that yeah, abstracted background and realistic renderings yeah. of botanical forms they're yeah. beautiful I love them and they're so unique to you you've really developed a very clear voice in your work and it's it's beautiful to see oh thank you well that's just that's a wonderful comment because I mean well I feel like my artwork evolves you know all the time but you know obviously when you're just starting out you're very influenced by uh other artists around you and so that's yes. why I sort of like to take my um inspiration from the environment so yes yeah beautiful as they say nothing is original so <laughs> Well, that's true, but then yeah. we bring ourselves to it and that's the original that's right. piece, it's your isn't it? personality that's coming out and yeah. how you interpret things, yeah. So definitely, yeah, I've definitely sort of developed and stuck with the same sort of style for quite a while now, but, yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. Hey, I know that being a professional artist has been a second career for you. Can you start off by talking about your journey to becoming an artist and how that evolved over the years because I think there's a lot of other artists out there that are going to relate to your story of becoming. Yeah, definitely. Well, I've always loved to draw and create and I've been a creative pretty much all my life and I grew up on a property in the Western Districts like near Hamilton mm -hmm. and so yeah, basically, I suppose very traditional um, family upbringing, and yeah, I was really encouraged to follow a profession. So even though I wanted to get into art school, and we looked at RMIT when I left school, uh, or before I left school, I ended up doing my nursing, mm -hmm. and um, which in hindsight w was a good thing. And, um, but then, you know, I kept going back to my creative, you know, side of me and was always creating things for other people. And, um, yeah, so I actually went um, and applied for university to study fine arts at Adelaide when we were living over there. Oh, beautiful. By this time I'd met my husband-to-be, even though we weren't married at the time. And, um, yeah, I actually got in there, but then we got transferred back to um, Victoria. Oh. <laughs> so I had two sort of opportunities with RMIT yeah. and with Adelaide Uni. Didn't quite happen. And then I suppose we basically settled down, got married and had three children very quickly. Mm -hmm. And so that was pretty much my focus for a long, long time. And then it wasn't really until I came here um, to the Mornington Peninsula that I actually started exhibiting again at art shows. And then um, I was sort of delving further into my nursing career. And I think I just felt a little bit overwhelmed. I went upstairs. It was quite bizarre. And um, I thought, oh, my God, I, what am I doing? Why don't I just do my artwork? I'm doing all these commissions and art shows and I'm trying to sort of juggle two things and um, I knew what I really wanted to do and I ended up um, bursting into tears and just had this huge hurrah moment, like I almost like heard a yes, like, uh, yes, you can just be an artist. And um, so basically I came down the stairs and my husband said my face was all white. Wow. I was, oh, my God, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? And I said, oh, 
I just can't do this nursing exam thing anymore. I can't do this course. I just want to do my artwork. And he goes, okay. I couldn't believe it. It was almost like I'd heard, you know, my inner voice saying, do it, do your creative stuff. And then, yeah, also having that backing of, you know, my husband anyway. Not that we mm. should have to have backing, but it's nice to have that. Um, you know, yeah, it is. Part. But I totally understand the journey you're describing because oh my we're, gosh. Not, we're not it's that very far moment. apart in age. And no, I think in our generation, you know, and I also grew up in country Victoria, so I understand the kind of environment you grew up in and the, you know, that pressure to focus on some a sensible vocation in inverted commas. Oh, yeah. Marry a farmer and all the rest. Well, I did all the opposites, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so it was, it's, you know, it's different for us than perhaps it has been for artists coming up now or even like 10 years ago, you know, it's a different, it's a different relationship with the whole further education thing as you're coming out of high school and moving into life. So I get, I yeah. get what, the, what you're describing there. Well, that's right. Yeah. So I've always had that little, um, you know, I suppose a lot of people have sort of asked, they do ask and probably more in a traditional setting, like at maybe an art gallery or something like that. They'll go, you know, what credentials do you have? Do you have a degree mm. in art? And all the rest. But when you sort of say, well, I've been practicing pretty much almost every day of my life anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, but since the last 14 years, I've been practicing full time. And I think that when you, when you uh, practice and try different things all the time and you do lots of courses like the courses you offer and uh, Laura Horn, for instance, and there's a lot of online courses out there and courses you can go to as well that are short courses if you you know and I suppose I kind of pick and choose what interests me if you know Mm. what I mean go to art school online (laughs) well it is a bit like that it is but but you're you're doing it for what interests you and what you're really honing in on instead of learning a whole lot about everything else that you'd learn at uni I'm not Absolutely. saying that it's not good to um, go to university and learn about art, but also I think that it's good if you can almost self-cate, a self-catered art degree. Mm, it's <laughs> wonderful it. to have the choice, which didn't exist, right. you know, 15 years ago. It just oh, wasn't even around. So it is a wonderful thing. And they both, have, I think, offer different avenues into art making that suit different people. That's right. And I think it's becoming more and more accepted now that people don't go to art school but having said that I mean what a great opportunity if you had an opportunity to go mm. and really hone in on a certain area like who knows I mm. might have might have been a sculpture but you know like you yeah. know I might have got into sculpture or something like that which I love yeah and um or ceramics or something so who knows but um yeah I definitely have delved in on this area and I love it and I'm pretty much addicted, so which is yeah. great. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So was yeah. it from that moment, that white face moment, that you oh God, you yeah. fully went into being a full-time artist or was there a period of transition for you? Oh, there was definitely a period of transition. I think that that was the whole pressure. Like I had people asking for commissions and I had art shows coming up and then I was trying to sort of delve further into my medical career. And I just sort of thought, well, I think one's going to have to go and and I know which one that's going to be. I mean, that Mm -hmm. was a no-brainer. So, yeah, so but basically from then on I really launched in on social media. I think Instagram was just sort of coming. In fact, I didn't really know much about Instagram. It was my hairdresser that said, you should get yourself on Instagram. I'm going, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) Back then it was just pretty pictures, now you have to sing songs. <laughs> That's how I feel about TikTok, actually. I'm not on TikTok. I went and oh, had no. a look one day and I just immediately had this very visceral reaction of this is this world is too intense for me and I'm just not going there. And I don't know, you know, it may be that that's where I'm meant to be, where everyone's meant to be, but I, you've just got to go with what sits right for you. And you do a beautiful job on your Instagram. I really enjoy well, thank it, you. actually. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just sort of try and put the behind the scenes on every now and then, do a little time lapse. I think they're fun. Yeah, they are. In the stories, I sort of put like what's going on behind the scenes and a little bit of fun. And I have been, I have been sort of trying to investigate reels, but I'm not exactly good at it. But I'll, I'll try a little bit harder because I think that, you know, obviously that's the way it is right now. Well, they just um, get good engagement. That's the thing. Yeah. 
you know, that's just where all of the attention, that's where I get the good views on things. It's not as much on photographs anymore as real. So, and it's not that hard once you figure it out. I think the nervous part about it is, you know, when you're making your first one and you're worried you're going to muck it up and you, you kind of don't know until you post it, but then you can always delete yeah. it if you're not happy with it. So, or you, or you look like an idiot because you're mouthing something or something, you know, I just did one of those um, <laughs> last night about NFTs, but you know, uh, just a bit of fun it's like yeah seconds. yeah anyway it doesn't matter like you know and I think that that's what they're about it's about having fun and I absolutely. think absolutely yeah you just got to try all those things and just yeah. have a bit of fun with it and not be too serious about it so and that's pretty much me like I don't sort of want to get stuck in a box anywhere I'm a bit of a free spirit so yeah it's nice to sort of you know just pick and choose little things here and there so yeah Oh, it sounds like you're the perfect fit for it. You'll fit right in on reels. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm not going to sing a song though. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I, I stop. The, I draw the line at singing songs too. Or dancing. Yeah, I'm not very coordinated, so yeah, dancing <laughs> perhaps not not for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, I'm interested to know. So you know, we talked a little bit about that. You know, the opportunities to get that further education in art. You know, formal education in art and the e-courses. Have you, what sort of a journey have you had along the road of, uh, you know, staking your claim, I'm an artist, this is what I'm doing, I'm full-time, it was kind of like you had this moment and then it was full in. Have you um, had to go through a process of, you know, like learning to validate yourself and feeling like, did just can we delve into that a little oh, yeah. bit? Was there a process sure. for you there? Uh, I think the thing is that, I suppose when you say you're an artist, like it's actually quite scary to begin with. Mm. Like so I suppose socially I would say, oh, um, you know, when someone goes, what do you do? You say, oh, oh, I'm an artist. And they go, oh, right. And they sort of really like go, oh, you know, and they go, oh, I thought you were a nurse. I go, well, I was a nurse, but now I'm an artist. And they go, oh, okay. So it took a few years for probably more so just friends to accept that. But, you know, now they obviously know that I live and breathe it, mm -hmm. um, which which is wonderful. But, um, yeah, you do get, like, people that sort of step back. And I suppose that that was the big thing, that, that was the big turning point was actually, you know, saying what you are. Mm. saying what you want to do and, um, and then it all becomes very real. But I suppose when you start like exhibiting as such at art shows and things like that, that is pretty much when you can call yourself an artist, I think, mm -hmm. you know, even if you're a hobby artist but, you know, but now like I just say I'm an artist full-time and it's the, probably the older generation that are a little bit funny about that. They sort of go, oh, but, what? so you earn a living from your artwork. I'm going, well, Yes, well, I attempt to. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, sometimes it's quite good, like, um, you know, being, you know, when you do, like, sell a lot of paintings and, mm. and you can, you know, sort of put in and, and, you know, support towards, you know, the family's living and all the rest and pay for holidays, school, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's actually Absolutely. really nice to be able to contribute to the family income, yeah. And it is particularly nice and I think really rewarding to be able to contribute to it when it's not the easiest profession to earn a steady living in. So if you're making, you know, enough to be able to make that contribution and cover everything, you're doing pretty well and I think it's important for all of us to acknowledge that too. Well, that's right. And I suppose, you know, there's downtimes and I know I spoke to you about this on the telephone the other day. And I was just, um, yeah, I forgot that I saved on my phone like testimonials from people mm. and, uh, yeah, and that's that's really good to have that in your notes and just pull that up and remind yourself of what you have done. And then the other thing that um, I have done is when I journal, I put like the things I've achieved. So if you sort of go back and you realise what you've achieved in the past, you know, you can sort of go, well, hey, you know, I'm doing okay, you know, mm -hmm. I, I am allowed to call myself an artist because, you know, I've achieved this and, um, you know, just, you know, it's a little pet talk to yourself. Um, yeah, and then, you know, sort of just listening to other artists and and, and their journeys, you, you don't quite feel as 
on your own as well. So Absolutely. And, you know, I have a background in fashion and retail and January and February, they're always dead. They're dead months in retail. No yep. one's buying anything. They're all still paying off their Christmas credit cards. So <laughs> I don't, I actually, you know, it's good that I have that ingrained in my memory because I don't have high expectations of those months, but also uh, it it makes me really work hard at the end of the year because I know that I'm effectively saving up for the two months after December, where yeah, it's probably right. going to be quite lean. So it and is good do to take remember holidays around that time. Like yeah, that's right. Like, I mean, I don't know um, about you, but I don't work a heck heck of a lot through January. It's summer. It's beach no. time. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's beach time and going away. Like we we you know always head away over to the limestone coast over in South Australia. And, oh, beautiful. Um, and that's. Oh, that's great fodder. Have you ever been to Rome? I haven't, but I hear oh. about it. But I've struggled to find pl- nice places to stay. So I might have to pick your brain sometime about where to go. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, there's, yeah, it's just gorgeous. There's a lot of history um, over there, but the colours, oh, mm, that's why I want to go oh, actually. Beautiful and fresh from like a holiday over there and yeah, end up sort of, you know, having quite a lot of paintings that come out of that break as well which is nice yeah so but um yeah definitely yeah no expectations you know and then really about March things start sort of steaming up again um for the year so yes yeah that's um that's sort of how it goes I think you know it's absolutely creative life Absolutely. Uh, one of the other things that I do when when times are lean, I have a sold work section in my online store that I move things to when they sell and I refer commission clients, et cetera, to it when they're trying to figure out what they want. And I just go and look at it and go, it's okay. You've sold literally hundreds of paintings. Like people buy your work. So yeah, don't stress. It's okay. <laughs> do you That's have any right, other exactly. techniques that you have to sort of buoy you up during those hard times or even, you know, lonely times? Because I mean, we're both artists that um, I mean, I'm still in a city, but I'm not in the city city and neither are you. Um, yeah. You know, what are some other things that you do to keep yourself feeling good in the studio if you're feeling a bit isolated or, you know, anything to keep yourself buoyed? Yeah, well, definitely, I mean, obviously, um, well, podcasts, mm-hmm. um, they can keep you company. It's like having a little friend in your studio. It is, and then they invite you to come on and talk and then you get to have the surreal experience of listening to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I could look at myself on a screen with headphones on. Anyway, um, yeah, it's all new, you know, for me, podcast, being on a podcast. But, yeah, I definitely listen to quite a few. Well, yours and and Laura Horns and just lately Angie Miller and um, Art to Life, he's great as well um, yeah yeah that Nicholas Wilton Nicholas Wilton and he um yeah runs like a course every year and that's another good thing to sort of get you going as well have that, you um, done his every course February. I haven't done his big course but I've done mm. a few of his freebies but you know okay. I'm one of those at the moment but um I, I hopefully will next year I think or I think they offer another one I think it's creative spark halfway through the year I might even invest in that for mm. something to do but yeah it's just sort of um yeah he kind of gets it's a good timing it's a bit like your um challenge gets you going yeah well that's stuff. kind of perfectly timed for us Aussies coming out of summer holidays isn't it in a way I mean that's why I created it then I know it's I probably know. not the perfect time for the other half of the planet but I'm it's so ready to paint <laughs> by the time the kids go back to school in February I'm just ready and raring and I just explode in the studio and yeah. like you have been away and collected all this beautiful you know nourishment from the environment on my holiday and yeah it's um it's the time for me, definitely. It sounds like it is for you too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, and also like I suppose um, every now and then I'll um, contact a few sort of arty friends and we'll have a little cuppa together. I think that that's oh, really nice. important yeah. and go and do a gallery visit. And um, But also I suppose um, collaborations for me are a good way of getting to know people as well. Like um, I've worked with Olive and Ollie and done a collaboration with them and with Yogurt, which is a yoga mat company. Ah, yes. 
I saw yeah. that. Fantastic. Yeah, as well. And they're they're both both companies are Australian and they're both very ethical and you know sus, you know I suppose sustainable, very mm-hmm. environmentally aware aware, mm-hmm. and um, that sort of resonates with me as well. And obviously, I mean, I love my environment, and I'm always trying mm-hmm. to sort of express the wonder of my environment um, out there on my canvas and on on my um in my sketches and all the rest so yeah like that that helps like those sort of you know relationships that you form and um yeah and then just recently and I know you have too donated to art for bales as well so you know it's when artists are all getting together so that online thing that does it does help a bit but I mean I think that it is important to catch up with other people face-to-face just every now and then and go off and see an exhibition or something as well. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm only just starting to get back into the swing of that after all of the lockdowns, et cetera. I know. And I was even thinking the other day it would be nice to go and um, just get an Airbnb in Melbourne and go for a weekend with with a girlfriend and just go to the NGB and just go to the city because it's been such a long time. I was thinking my husband goes off to uh, conferences quite regularly for work, I thought, and he's going to one soon. I thought, I'm actually going to make my own conference. I'm just going to go to art oh galleries gosh, in Melbourne. I'm <laughs> so there with you. My husband, like, goes away with his mates. They go on golf trips and stuff like that. And I'm going, oh, so, you know, just the way it's all timed out, he's managed to squeeze his in, but I haven't yeah. had any little escapes. It's like, you know. And I'm going, oh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go on like some sort of art conference or do something like that myself. Yeah, so that's totally. funny that you think that way, but, yeah, it's yeah. funny. Yeah, but, no, you know, it's I think we should do it. I could just take myself off anyway. Well, we can. Yeah. We've just got to make the time and space. So let's make a commitment right. to each other that we'll do that at some point. <laughs> oh, I know. I've got to ask you how your art conference went. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then your art Christmas party as well. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever wondered how I create my signature bright floral abstract paintings? Then I have the perfect class for you. Garden of Joy is a delightful mini e-course that will walk you through the basics as we create a beautiful little painting together. This bite-sized class, priced at just $39, is perfect for beginners and experienced artists that want to understand my process a little better. To check out Garden of Joy, pop on over to susannethercottestudio.com forward slash online dash classes, or you can find the link in the show notes. Hey, I'm curious to know, how do you think growing up in a rural environment and also living in a rural environment, how do you think that has affected your art practice and, and just the whole trajectory? Do you think it's different for us that have have grown up in that because the Australian rural experience is very different to the city experience. I'm really curious to know if you think it has an impact or has had an impact ongoing. Oh, yeah, def- definitely. I think, you know, um, there's there's a lot more opportunities for people to attend classes and things like that in in the city than what there would be for someone growing up in the country because you, you know, logistically it's just, you know, you can't do it. But, I mean, thank goodness, I suppose, for the internet, even though it takes a lot of our attention, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. looking at a screen these days. But, I mean, you know, there are bonuses with the internet. So that that has kind of bridged that gap a bit. But it's still not the same as attending a class, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so there's the, that and I suppose opportunities. Like there's obviously more art shows in the city than what there is in the in the country. Um, and you're like me in that you're like a good one and a half to two hours actually away from the CBD, like you're classed as Melbourne, yeah. but you're not really. It's a quite a distance <laughs> away and I'm in about lockdown, the same. We're, we're Metro Melbourne in lockdown. Um, right. Well, that's but, annoying. Um, that's just not fair. <laughs> I know. I'm just I'm looking, looking across at the paddocks and I'm looking at cows in the paddocks and, yeah. So, but um, that's all right. We chose to live here um, because we wanted that sort of country, mm. rural environment. And then, you know, having said that, yeah, that, um, you know, coastal country environment with lots of, um, you know, beautiful scenery around us definitely helps with your um, creative 
you know, flow. And I think a lot of people, you know, when they do move down here or move to the country or, um, you know, somewhere coast, you know, like they, their artwork does pick up. Like a lot of people pick up a creative career mm. that they never yes. thought they would have unless they moved somewhere like yes. here. Yeah. Where it's, so, it's not yeah, quite so as much So it has its business. bonuses. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. You know, I mean, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. So, yeah. I'm very with, lucky. Ah, uh, that's so nice. You love it so much. And so, with your exhibiting, do they tend to be local or Melbourne or a mixture? Well, um, yeah, there's a lot. Unfortunately, um, the local shows have all sort of turned to being online at the mm. moment. So, I think that there's one coming up, um, the Camboyle Art Show in Melbourne, that's coming up soon. Um, but I'm not sure if I'll have time to produce anything for that but um yeah the, it normally when things aren't you know with this pandemic um yeah you would definitely go to the art shows like red hill art show is a great one and that's always like on the 6th or around that the 6th of may and um it is such a social event mm. and you know all the local people go and you know it's a big catch-up event so oh, that's nice yeah, hopefully, you know, well, next year. So this year they're doing it online again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, when when things are normal, yes, there's a lot around here, a lot of art shows um, that you can uh, attend to and put your artwork in, Flinders Art Show, and mm-hmm. then there's the Summers Arts Fair, which is our local arts fair. And um, But that's been online for the last couple of years, but, yeah. But yeah, fantastic. I, I suppose that's it, isn't it? They're just starting to open up again, though, some of them, so which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. what sort of proportion of your work would you be selling online as compared to in exhibitions? Yeah, I think um, probably more so online at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I think through yeah, your own Insta- website? Yeah, through through my own website, but it is fed through Instagram, so I really probably need to look at developing my website a little bit further and um, getting a bit more of a uh, email list <laughs> but um, I do have a website but yeah I, I yeah if so if there's any web developers out there <laughs> give so me a people contact. I need to work on it um, but, so are um, people, yeah, people shopping through your Instagram. posts on Instagram sorry yeah just spoke over that's no 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 that's all right and um but also interior designers like yeah, so um, talk to me about that avenue. Yeah, so there's a there's a couple of interior designers that um, I work with and um, quite often they'll say, you know, this is the colour palette of the room and we'd like you to develop a work like this one that you've done and they'll have like a photo of another artwork that I've done and they pretty much give me a free reign, which is just fantastic because, you know, it's a bit hard when people are trying to sort of conduct how you you know, hold your paintbrush. Mm, yes. But, um, yeah, so I've, yeah, definitely had like quite a lot of work through interior designers and then there's another group that um, use my artwork to do their styling and then quite often when the people have bought the house they'll go, oh, can I buy that artwork as well? So they'll work right. sort of like as an agent as such. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. how have those relationships come about? Did you reach out to them or...? Did they reach out to you or? Well, that was that was the magic of Instagram yet again. Yes. Yeah, so they've seen my work on Instagram, although um, one of them had seen it like I have um, had artwork with Man Young Gallery and I think one of them had seen my work at Man Young Gallery and, um, yeah, they had contacted me and asked me to create a work. So, yeah. So that yeah. was, um, yeah, so I've had, you know, that and then, I have been on online art platforms, so like Blue Thumb. Okay, are you still on those platforms? Or? I am, but I'm a bit slow on it, but I haven't put much Well, on it yeah, I mean, I don't find it super speedy either, but it definitely helps to fill the gaps, I find, like it's worth being yeah. there. Do you think so as well? I think so, but also the, they've got, with Blue Thumb, they've got like an online um, thing on the Facebook, like a site, and so it's really good to like a lot of people discuss things and you learn a lot through that. I haven't that. been on that. I should check it out. You should, yeah. If you, mm. if you haven't joined up, join join up on that group because, yeah, they have a lot of conversations about that and we've been talking about, um, 
getting more people viewing you on Instagram for su- you know as such mm-hmm. and like people are actually saying that um, TikTok <laughs> I know. is the go that's the new yeah. thing and yeah. um and also I think I read somewhere that LinkedIn is quite good too so yeah. and I haven't got myself on either of those so yeah no me either I'm not sure no. that I can stretch my brain over yeah. another platform that may but or may I, not when be when I actually first great. started um I didn't have a website, but I actually opened up an Etsy shop. And oh, that you was did Etsy. Really, that was so good to begin with, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it still is good um, because it directs people to you. Like when people are looking for yeah. something, they'll come to you. Yes. Um, I don't know what it's like now. I haven't had anything on there for a while, but that was mm. definitely a good way to start if you didn't want to go and develop a whole website and all the well that's it it's a good transition point I think for a lot of people when they don't want to put do the outlay of a whole e-commerce you know online store and you can do it on Etsy and they take a cut so it's kind of a safe way to do it I know I think Steph did that to start with I don't think it's a very big cut I can't remember what the cut is but it's not but um yeah, but what I have heard is it was great a few years ago, but it's, you know, very hard to get found on there now. But, you know, it's better right. than nothing to have some kind of an avenue where people can well, find you. Right. I mean, you can always direct them to your Etsy from your Instagram and from yeah. your Facebook. So, you know, which yeah. you do major platforms really, aren't they? We really rely on them heavily. Yeah. Well, we do, yes, but I'm finding Instagram for me is, you know, it's so much harder to get views on things than it used to and um, just the engagement's not what it used to be. It's no, better it's for real. It is. Yes, oh. it was so good there for a while, but, um, yeah, it's just not, you know, they've basically done to it what they did to Facebook business pages back in the day, haven't they? Made I know, it. and there's a lot of ads, isn't there? Mm. 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 Yes. I know. So I think that, you know, it is hard for people starting out there, but, you know, I suppose, yeah, you've got to start singing and dancing on reels. You'll just have to start singing and dancing on reels. Well, you don't have to sing and dance on it. I mean, I've found a way to be on reels that feels very natural for me, which is just to do the same kinds of videos I'd normally do anyway, but just talk over the top of them a bit and it's not yeah. that it's not that big of a deal and it doesn't feel inauthentic no. because it's kind of like what I do on the podcast it's just in a video um yeah so you can always find a way that fits but I just oh, don't exactly. know that it'd be very appealing for a TikTok audience that's a lot younger it's, I don't think I'm I think I might talk too slowly that might not be kids. your <laughs> yeah your people <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. But I should that's shouldn't right. judge. I you know, it, I know people that have had tremendous success on it and it's absolutely just they've exploded internationally no. as a result well, of it. I haven't like, really looked happen? at it. But the kids said, oh, they laughed when I said, oh, I think I might, you know, start a TikTok account and they just laughed at me. They said, oh, my God, Mum, you know, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> at least your kids are old enough to teach you how to use it. My kids are too. My kids are too little to be on social media, so they can't actually help me, and I have to figure all this stuff out. And I'm just like, oh, you do an amazing job of figuring it all out. So yeah, no. Well, it's part of the job, I think, when you when you rely on digital as your primary means of selling. So yeah, it's um, it's a work in progress always. Hey, I know that you um, produce tea towels and prints from your paintings. Can you talk a bit about the process you've gone through to create those and how you've navigated that, the technical side of those? Oh, well, I haven't actually personally done the printing myself. But, um, yeah, with the tea towels, I actually had someone contact me and say, hey, your artwork would look great on a tea towel. So I'm a bit lazy like that, actually. People have come to me and said, hey. Cool. (laughs) So I've been really lucky with that whole you know people sort of going are you interested in you know printing tea towels anyway so yeah so they're a Melbourne based company organic print studio oh yes and um yeah so yeah I printed a few tea towels I haven't really gone like gung-ho with that but it's just been an interesting sideline and offering a different price point you know with your artwork it's sort of a good gifty idea yeah. And um, also I like the idea of having a um, passive income and that's oh, something yes. that I really, really want to work on, um, mm-hmm. you know, just so that your artwork can just go a bit further. Yes. So, 
And having um, a print collection of some kind, whether it be tea towels or right. fine art prints is... Well, is, I have attempted with the fine art prints and I have sold quite a few, uh, just limited, um, but I have just recently um, joined up with Artist Lane. So I okay. have um, prints with them and it's an open... So I'm just seeing mm-hmm. how that all goes. It's it's open print, so it's not limited print. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so they've got quite a few of my artworks as their their prints there and um are they australian they are yeah so they run in melbourne so and they you know so i mean i suppose it takes all that work out for me i don't have to worry about all the bits and pieces of you know packaging and posting and all of that like that takes time Packing. So with your your limited edition prints that you sell yourself, and I noticed yeah, you, I, have I think you do, do framed prints, and do you do framed and non-framed? Well, I was doing framed, but I've taken that off now. Okay. Um, so basically I send rolled in a tube. Yes. And I think that that's, you know, and they're limited and, you know, signed with certificate and all the rest. And so they're like basically when that run has finished, that's it yep. for that print. So yep. that makes them special. And so I have got one or two limited, like my my favourites I've kept and they're on my website. Mm-hmm. And um, I get them printed locally up in Mornington. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so, yeah, I just sort of, yeah, post them in a tube and send them off. But, yeah, there's a lot of checking and, you know, waiting for that time, like mm. for them to be printed. I know a few artists that have actually invested in a print machine. Mm. um do you print your own no I don't I've thought about it and investigated it a couple of times actually and been really close to buying one but the thing with that is you need to have the technical knowledge to be able to make sure that what you're printing from your computer is calibrated correctly with your printer and I just don't want to take that on and also it's just another big piece of equipment to find space for that's going to take up room where I want to be painting so I do have them all printed by a print house in Mm. Melbourne as well actually and and um and just they take care of all of the printing so but I have thought about getting a um, printer, a smaller printer that will print up to A2 just to print my own smaller prints. And I might do that down the track because, yeah. um, you know, those smaller prints, just the, the you know, if I don't have a lot of print orders that week, you know, they might be just sending up an A4 and, you know, the postage cuts into what's already a pretty small cut on such a small print. So, you know, That's there right. are reasons that doing smaller ones myself mm-hmm. might be right. But I just, at the moment, I, I want to focus my attention on the things that, um, you know, are worth my attention. Like your time is so precious when you've got multiple different aspects of your business going yeah. on that I feel That's like I print, making other, prints, yeah. it's just, you know, I, yeah. my time is better spent painting or, yeah. you know, creating a video for an e-course or yeah. not on, you know, sitting there tearing my hair out trying to get a print to print right and I don't really know what I'm doing. You <laughs> I know. know. Well, this is the thing. There's experts out there. So, I mean, I think everyone's an expert in, in a certain field. So I think, you you know, I agree with you. Just stick to being creative and let yeah. the experts do the rest. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, if you, if you can um, handball some of these things to other people, I think that that definitely frees up your time to create more beautiful artwork yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. it absolutely mm. you've just got to weigh it up for yourself it's different for everybody so yeah and you know I mean it's such a huge thing setting up fine art prints it's not easy and you have to figure out do you have your work photographed or scanned yeah or? so I am actually really really lucky I've got a, a friend that lives around the corner yeah and she's a photographer oh, so she fantastic she around with her camera and oh, so you know, and that's Perfect. been absolutely fantastic. And you know, um, yeah, takes the photos, and then yeah, voila, I've got like you know, high res photos that I can send off to wherever yeah. I need. Yeah. So yeah, so some of Perfect. some of them I keep, and some of them I send off to this print company, and um, and they they just deal with all of that, and I get a little monthly check in the mail, which fantastic. is fantastic. 
it's nice. It's just like mm. what I call Medicare money because we don't get Medicare money anymore. Yeah, no, I call, um, I, I call it free money too. The yeah, all the licensing like checks that come through. Coming yeah, in. it's nice. Uh, well, it's yeah. not cash into your bank account. Nothing's cash these days. But um, yes, yeah. So that's um, yeah. So that's sort of how I came about those sort of things. And oh well, I printed masks at at the beginning of the pandemic as well with my artwork on them. Like as yeah, well. Nice. So, and that was through Frankie and Swiss. They're really they do beautiful um, printing. Okay. So, it's all organic and they use all natural prints, you know, um, yeah. inks. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So, yeah. Which is nice. Oh, that's I mean, nice. you pay more for it, but it's nice. So Well, it is. And I think, you know, when it's you're an artist and, I mean, obviously the environment's really important to you. So, you know, of course you want to support businesses that support the environment. It's wonderful. Exactly. Yep. Win-win. You are a mum of three kids and a wife. How have you found the balance between being an artist and being a mum and that whole journey? Because your kids are now a bit grown. Well, you've got one at university and are you all of them out of school or you've still got one at school? I can't no, remember. So I've got um, twins. <laughs> That's right. So the, two, the twins are 18 next week. Can you believe it? I just can't believe it. Wow. I'm going to have all adult children. So, but I mean, you know, there's still lots of food that needs to be in the fridge and all mm-hmm. the rest. And yeah, so, but they're in year 12 and, um, which is a busy year for them. So, you know, I kind of need to be around to support them. It's a big year. Yes. And, um, so, but the last couple of years, you know, with everyone being at home has been quite difficult. Mm-hmm. In fact, I had to really barricade myself in my studio. I made myself a little sign saying, do not disturb. You know, creative <laughs> flow happening. Yes. <laughs> Mum, I'm hungry. Somewhere. Oh, yeah, I know. And just, just to leave me alone, just so, because yeah. I find that, you know, when everyone's at home, they'll just come waltzing in. It's like, you know, we're in the middle of Burke Street or something like, you know, I'll like just come in and make yourself at home, come and sit down on a chair. So what's happening, yep. Mum? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but that's... um. I mean, you know, that has been good, though, to work from home and um, be around, like, you know, you can sort of throw that load of washing on and, you know, do all those house duty things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, I quite like that flexibility too. I don't want a studio outside of my home for that reason. I find it really no, convenient. I kind of thought about it and I thought, oh, it would be fun to work with other people. And then I thought, no, because then I wouldn't get anything done. People would come in all the <laughs> yeah. time. So. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, so, no, it's it's actually been actually worked really well being um having working from home and um being available for family and I'll always put my family first before Mm -hmm. my artwork in a way because you know they while they need me because then you know in a few years time they're not probably not going to be around like Mm -hmm. I've already as you said I've already got one at uni and then the other two Mm -hmm. will be uni next year and then it'll just be me rattling around the house with the dog. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like heaven. <laughs> I know. In fact, you know, I mean, you know, really my husband's only just gone back to work like two two days ago. So, right. you know, it's been, you know, <laughs> quite different. You know, I was used to having the house all to myself and now all of a sudden it's like, oh. But I still do have Mr. University here at the moment. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. So he comes and goes. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that sounds like you've got a good balance going there. Yeah, that's right. I think you know you've just you've you've just got to block out your time and and try and get um, the other members of the household to respect that time. I think you know quite often I have to remind them and say, look, you know, I need to go out and do some you know painting or you know mm-hmm. I need to do some work and you know I'd like for you to understand that I'm not available until this time. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, it's good to set out your time. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, your studio is obviously at home, so what's it like? Is it inside the house or is it outside the house? Or Well, I have kicked my husband and everyone's bikes, surfboards, sailing gear all out of the garage. Yeah, right. And um, so now I have the garage. I don't have running water but it's not very far from the house. Like you sort of, you know, it's a, you know, 
what, 100 metres from the house sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I've been living and painting that way, like, you know, for 14 years out the mm-hmm. back in the garage. And, um, oh, is it a swish quite, garage? Well, it's quite nice, yeah. I've yeah. got quite a space. Um, and I just, just bought myself a little air conditioner unit from Aldi the other day. Perfect. So, yeah, so, I'm, you know, I'm home and hosed. I actually had a little bar fridge out there for a little while, but uh, that's been moved out. But um, <laughs> that was handy too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, no, it's it's good. Like, you know, I can just go out there and I can't, if I shut the door, I can't hear anything of what's going on. So I'm really lucky. And then my husband sort of built himself another little shed for himself. Great. So, yeah, so all the stuff is gone in He took the hinge. He did. <laughs> when you yeah. moved everything out. No, he was very good. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, I've got like it's just a concrete floor and it's got lots of um, light. Yeah, I was going to ask because often garages don't have a lot of light, so it's obviously got windows. It's a bit and... of a fancy-pantsy garage. Like yeah. it's probably like it's not one you'd put cars in anyway. It was yeah. one that was built previously Um as a drumming room because it's soundproof for the previous owners that had the house. So it's sort of just off the carport, but it did have everything in it, like lawnmowers, you name it. But now everything has gone. Yes. And it's just got artwork. And then Charlie built me a um, rack. um, Oh, brilliant. And it's got like, um, so I can slot all my artwork on it and I can move it around. Oh, I want to see this rack. You're going to have to take a photo and send me me a picture. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I love, I'm actually, there's, I will be doing some um, upgrades to my studio. Like I'm thinking of putting in like a storage mezzanine because I've got really high ceilings, but I want to like buy, do you know the old French metal um, spiral staircases? Have you seen those in Europe? Oh, yes, gorgeous. And I was Mm -hmm. talking to a guy, um, at an antiques place the other day, I said, keep an eye out for one of those those spiral staircases because I have an idea. I don't know if I'll be doing that or a ladder. Sorry, I digress, but that I'm really nerding really out hard on sounds all gorgeous. of the good studio storage and because it's such a tricky thing to keep everything under control. Yeah, that's right. Well, it actually has um, saved me because we've had like a little bit of plumbing problems. So we've flooded a couple of times, like Have we flooded you, on um, the weekend. Right, you did. But Sorry to not, hear that. Well, not to the extreme that the people up north have mm. flooded. So, um, but, um, yeah, I did definitely had a little inkling into what they were going through. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, and, um, but, yeah, so it's up a little bit higher. So I have all my artwork in there but I think there's like a smaller version that you can actually buy called toast rack I think they're called is it toast okay rack? I don't know you this um, is all new information to me basically like a, a like a giant toast rack. yeah and you just put all your artwork in it while it's drying yeah yeah so, yeah so but um anyway so yeah so basically everything was up off the ground when Great. we had this water problem but um yeah, what else have I got for storage? I've got like um oh, I've got like this IKEA trolley, which is so handy. Do you have any of those? I have several um, IKEA things in my studio. I have a big IKEA trolley that's a kitchen stainless steel trolley that's my painting trolley. Yeah. And I also have the so IKEA handy. Alex drawers, the big A2 size drawers that are good yep, for paperwork. So- yeah, every artist in the world's got those, right? Good old IKEA. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's really handy. I like to pretend it's like a drinks trolley, but it doesn't have drinks on it. It's got lots of paint yes. and paint brushes and all the rest. So yeah, and then um, yeah, storage. Yeah, it's it's a big thing, I think, with yes, having it is. sort of organized. Yeah. 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 Hey, with can I ask you? Um, do you purchase canvases that have got pre-made frames? But you also so, buy some that aren't framed? Yeah, I do. I do. I've, there's a local framer just here in Belnaring and um, just up the road and and he orders them in or he makes them to, to a specific size. So if I've got like say for the interior designers and they want something, you know, a quirky size yeah. as such, he will make it up for me. So, yeah. yeah, so I sort of work between the two of them and it works quite well. I'm very lucky yeah. to have both not so far away although southern boy it's all online only now or pick up so yeah yeah 
Yeah, yeah, I get that. I I like it because they deliver. And I also buy smaller framed canvases from uh, Frames Ready Made in Melbourne, but they don't deliver, which is bizarre to me. So that's a little bit of a pain, but I figure it out. Mm. Yeah, no, delivery is good, I think. Like when you you add up all your time, Yes. Add up your time and travel and all the rest. Yeah, it's and also there. just to have that beautiful, fully made product, not have to go off to the framers. You know that, and also I just often wouldn't frame things because it was expensive, or you know, so many. There's so many variables in making those choices, isn't there? About I know the way but that those ready-made frames are there. The go, like yeah. honestly, because if you know. Because um, I get a bit excited, like when I've painted something, I just want it framed, and I want to. I know, share right? It it's thrilling. Away. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, actually I just thrilling. Can't wait, like I have to stick it in a frame and take a photo of it and share it with everyone because I just get so excited about it. I hope other people get as excited about my artwork as what I do. But yeah, definitely. Well, this I is can't. a good sign. We should all feel <laughs> this way about our artwork. I do That's too. Right. I want to see it in the frame too. It really does adds that special something as well. Yeah. So there's no wait time. So that's good for me being quite impatient sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so have you got anything exciting coming up soon or? In your oh, art practice? Um, I've got a few things going on. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I've got a exhibition. So I'm doing a sort of body of work and I'm doing an exhibition. Uh, her name is Sammy Ann. Like she does beautiful uh, sort of almost whimsical, flowy paintings of um, um on the you know the sea whereas mm-hmm. I do all the earthy mm-hmm. you know paintings with the botanicals so it's going to be called earth meets sea or sea meets, meets oh, earth. I can't remember. We, we were trying to work out names so we're still sort of trying to brainstorm with our name but yeah. um we're having that at a local winery called oh, Kerry Green's Winery and um that starts on the 7th of May which is the day before Mother's Day but it runs oh, for nice runs for like three weeks so which will be really really nice and you know I suppose this is the first time I've done an exhibition out of a gallery so you know like not with a gallery so this will be the first time I've sort of done something kind of when you you, your own boss in a way yes so did you 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 collaborated with the other artist and approached the winery or yeah so it was the winery that actually like um the girl that organizes all the events contacted both of us and we were going to have separate um exhibitions and then I sort of said look you know to get a huge body of work together it might be actually better to you know go with another artist and then Mm -hmm. she goes well what about this artist and I said oh perfect because she does the sea and I do the earth and we both live not far away from one another and um so yeah so there once again you know a friendship can be formed through these things as well so yeah so that's exciting so both of us are pretty excited we're still you know trying to get stuck with the name and all the rest, but um, we, we'll get there. It's not far away, so we'll have to get our, <laughs> our yeah. skates going. But um, And then the other thing is that um, I'm doing another collaboration with Olive and Ollie, which is like oh, a... beautiful. Um, they do beautiful products. Do you, have you heard of their products? I haven't, so describe yeah. it for us. So they, they use Australian olives and they make you know, um, so basically skincare products, mm-hmm. um, soaps, scrubs and um, hand lotions, body lotions and all the rest. So, yeah, so they use um, uh, essential oils as well mm-hmm. with them. So, yeah, well, now that I've told you about it, you'll have to go and check that because they're beautiful products. I will. And, um, yeah, so they're on a local Mornington Peninsula company. Oh, that's well. nice. So, so your artwork's yeah. featured on the packaging, I imagine. The, yeah. So just with their their twin packs, I've already done one collaboration with them, and so I'm just working on another one now. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure when it'll all be released and all the rest. But yeah, so it's always nice to um, see your artwork in another form. Oh, like I love seeing it the on the licensing products. It's ex- it's again, it's exciting when you see what someone else does with your work and their imagination and. It's just, yeah, always a bit of a thrill. And quite often you just never think of your artwork on something like even with those yoga mats and I'm like going, oh, 
I never really thought um, of my artwork on a yoga mat, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I have a few people that have sort of contacted me about this and that, but they, you know, it's really nice when you see it all come to fruition um, in the end. Yeah. It is. I have a um, company in the UK that I um, licensed to at the moment and they were doing a mug and sock promotional product thing the other day. I'm like, oh, I would never have thought of that, but there you go. A Mother's Day promotion. Um, it's fantastic. Mm. So, but yeah, it's funny sometimes with the licensing, it's always, um, well, with the big international ones that I've worked with, they're often a bit arm's length and you don't really know what happens. You just find out when the check arrives and you get the statement as to if that even went ahead and if it got picked up. It's a little bit of a different sort of a licensing thing where they are on selling to big companies. So it's always interesting. Yeah. Hey, can yeah. I ask you just in relation to, because you said this was the first exhibition that you were doing uh, that we wasn't in an art gallery. gallery. Yeah. So with, yeah. have you always approached art galleries yourself or is have you have they approached you or how have those exhibitions come about when you did them? Yeah, well, I suppose with Manyang, I think that, I think I did approach them like at the beginning to, to have my artwork in there and then... Um, because my artwork is quite vibrant and all the rest, I did a, a solo exhibition with them. Um, that was a couple of years ago now. And that was sort of, you know, it was actually they thought of the idea to marry me with an interior designer and we would have a, a, you know, like have a day where we talked about artwork and styling and all oh, the rest. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, so the interior designer talked about the styling. It was called a interior masterclass. Great. And they were using my artwork um, as a example of, you know, how you can design a room around an artwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so, but yeah, their, their theory is with interior is that you actually really do start with the artwork quite often. So, yes, I've, no, I've mm. seen that before too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that was that was actually really good, and I got to know the interior designer well and all the rest. But um, I, I did actually pull my artwork just before the second lockdown because I just I put everything on my website. So oh well, we all I'm, had to take care of ourselves, didn't we? Because that's it right. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, so I'm yet to sort of you know get things back into places again. But I think I'm actually quite liking having control over what I'm doing at the moment. So yeah. 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 Oh, that's the, interesting the doors to are hear. Always open. Yeah. yeah. The doors are always open, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm. So thanks so much for coming on. Can you just, before Thank we you. go, can you let everyone know all the places they can find you online, please? Oh my goodness. Well, my website, um, which is uh, lizzieallsopart.com and on my Instagram, um, which is lizzieallsop. And underscore underscore underscore, underscore. <laughs> and um and also I do have a, a Facebook um page which unfortunately they won't let me change the name of and it's called Creative Squiggle and that's what I called myself when I first started yeah um, my artwork so yeah so they won't those, let you change the name no well I think if you actually do search Lizzie Allsop art it will come up but it'll still come up under the name of Creative Squiggle. So I can change the right. search name but not the name. I know. Gotcha. That's annoying. So it won't let me change, you know, things. So it would be nice to have everything under my name. I just I don't know why, but I thought that I'd go under a pseudo name when I first started painting and drawing. Yeah. And, um, and then I thought, oh, this is silly because, you know, people need to be able to farm me. How are they going to find me with some sort of random name? But then I couldn't change it. So yeah. Oh, well, we all live and learn, don't we? <laughs> oh, well, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. you've got to be proud of what you do and, yeah, so which is good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so they're, they're just those sort of three channels. I'm, I am on Blue Thumb but I, I don't have a great deal on there at the moment but I think I might sort of start putting a bit more on there. Yeah. And, it's a good um, thing to do in your January and February, I find. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, do those yeah. sort of, you know, re, re-jiggle, move some things around. It's always good to move it all around, I think. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Fresh, fresh eyes. Absolutely. Mm. 
Mm. Well, thank you so much, Lizzie. I've so enjoyed chatting with you today and you've shared so much about your journey and your art business and lots of the ins and outs and it's been so lovely to chat with you. Well, thank you, Susan. I, I was, you know, so excited when you asked me to come onto the podcast and, you know, it was um, a real honour to be on it and, you know, my first pos- podcast ever, so there you go. <laughs> oh, well, you've done an amazing job. I survived. Job. You did. You thrived. <laughs> It's been beautiful. All right, Lizzie. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We'll catch you later. Bye. Thanks, Susan. Bye. You can always see more of my art over at susanethercote.com. And if you're interested in learning from me or checking out the podcast notes, you can find those over on susannethercotestudio.com. I love hearing your comments and feedback. So feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, then why not snap a screenshot and share it in your Instagram stories? Be sure to tag me at susan.nevercut so I can say hi. And if you've got a great idea for a future podcast episode or know someone who you think I should interview, then pop on over to susannethercutstudio.com forward slash podcast, hit the button in the header image to shoot me an email. Catch you next time.